Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Collect Your Life Incorporated podcast. I am your host and today's episode is Overcoming Grief with my good friend, my sister, Marisha Johnson. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Hi, Marisha. Hello. Hello, everybody. Like she said, my name is uh, Marisha Johnson and this is my sister, one of my really good friends. And we have been on this journey together, holding each other accountable. So I'm really excited that she is having me on today. So uh, I guess my, I guess first question is, um, what started, what, well, I guess you could tell the people about, you know, your grief, um, background and um your journey and how you overcame it and how you're still you know coping and dealing well um my dad he was 82 years old and it started off as it was just like short-term memory loss but um I started noticing some things that my stepmom wasn't really like telling because my dad didn't really want me to know. Um, but I started noticing he had like symptoms of dementia. Um, he couldn't find things. He would like have problems like walking or his feet would swell, his ankles, like he couldn't put his shoes on. He would have a lot of pain. So um, around maybe, let's see, I'm going to say around January of 2021, things started to like decline with his health. Um, he had to walk with the cane, started walking with the walker. And at the time, I didn't know that he had Parkinson's as well. I just thought it was short-term memory loss. Um, because I would keep up, you know, I would ask my stepmother questions and she would just say, oh no, you know, he's taking his medicine for his memory. Everything else is good. The doctor said, you know, for him to be 82, he's fine. Um, but all of a sudden he just started declining. He wasn't really remembering things. Like he started talking about stuff like from the past, like, um, family members that have passed. When I would call him on the phone, he would ask me, like, the same questions over and over. Um, he would just, like, mumble, kind of like he couldn't hold a conversation. So I kind of knew then something was wrong. Um, from January to March, he would go to the doctor a lot. Like, it was always something going on with him. And they would call me at work. Because at the time, I was on FMLA from a surgery that I had had. And they would call me and be like, you know, can you come get your dad? Because he's not listening to anybody. He won't get out the car. He won't 
at this time he had lost control of his bladder so he was wearing like pull-ups so they're like you know he won't let us change his pull-up he doesn't want to go to the doctor he doesn't want to go here so I would have to like help my stepmom more and eventually um he went to regional one around the beginning of March and he stayed there for a few weeks and then they said that he had dementia but my stepmom was adamant she was like no he does not have dementia but that was because she knew he had parkinson's um so he was in the rehab for what i thought was short-term memory loss but he was in the rehab for parkinson's mm -hmm. to help him relearn to you know feed himself take a shower go to the restroom and stuff like that but he ended up having to go to a nursing home that was also a rehab facility because regional one was like he passed out his test so you know now we're gonna have to move him here and that's when he got sick um it was like the beginning of april when he moved to the rehab center and I would go see him every day, but it was just like, he was always sedated. Like he didn't know who I was until I started talking. He knew who my husband was, but we would have to, he would have to hear our voice. He would beg to come home with us. And I'm like, you know, once you get out, you'll come home with me. Well, he ended up catching a bacterial infection that turned into pneumonia. And um, he ultimately passed away from Parkinson's and the pneumonia because he was a smoker all of his life. So his lungs, even though he quit smoking, his lungs just weren't strong enough to fight off the infection. Mm. And that's the backstory. Um, he passed April 20th, 2021. So from January to April, I watched his full decline. I helped with him. And then my stepmom and I both made the decision to take him off life support together. So that's why I was grieving so hard okay so after of course you know I know um about losing a parent especially a dad and being a daddy's girl um like we both are so after I guess after your dad passed like what happened like how did you feel and um, of course, I kind of know, but just tell everyone how do you feel? Of course, I was like devastated. I was like crushed. I was like, I thought my dad would live forever, honestly, like, cause that was my Superman. I'm like, every time he got sick, he came back. Like, you know, I was like, I knew my daddy was going to come back for me. It's like, I wasn't prepared for him to not come back from this situation. I know you can't really prepare for death, even though like I kind of knew it in the back of my head. I still couldn't believe like I was in denial for a long time. And that denial is what sent me into a really bad depression. Um, after the funeral, like I've said things like I want to just be with my dad, like, you know, not try to harm myself, but I would say things to make people think that I was trying to harm myself. Like, 
I just wanted to go be with my dad because I was so close to him. I was in a deep, deep depression. Like my anxiety was bad. Like when it rained, I would cry. Like if I saw his picture, I would cry. If I listened to a voicemail and my husband was just like, why are you torturing yourself? Like your dad is in a better place. But I was just in denial for so long. Like literally a year I was in denial. Like that he was gone. I just this year realized and have accepted that my dad has passed away. And I still have not yet visited his grave. Like that's something that I'm not able to do yet. But I went into a really bad depression. I had to go to therapy. Um, I went to grief counseling. I also did um, a group counseling through Lakeside. Because once I started saying some of the statements, like I wanted to be with my dad, like I didn't want to be here anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my husband and my mom and my aunt, they were like, we got to get you some help. Mm-hmm. So I went through um, an all-women's program. Some were dealing with grief. Some were dealing with divorces. Some were dealing with, but I looked like that therapy helped me out a lot. I stopped going to grief counseling. Because it just seemed like to me, that's all we talked about was grief. Like we didn't talk about how to overcome it. It was a Christian-based grief counseling. And, you know, I was trying to use my faith to like come out of it. But it was just like, I wasn't mad at God, but I was just like, why? you know how I am about my dad. Like my one person, like, why would you take him away from me? So I had to go to therapy and I had to see a therapist who I still see. At first I was on mm, about six medicines a day for my depression and my anxiety, Mm -hmm. two antidepressants for my mood, um, two for anxiety and panic attacks. And then it was like two to help me sleep because I wasn't sleeping. And one of them helped my appetite. I lost 30 to 40 pounds during my depression. So I went from being 190 to 160. Wow. Because I was so depressed. And it actually put a strain on my marriage. Like my husband was just like, I feel like I'm alone because all you do is cry. Like, if you don't do anything else, you got to get up because you have a son. You know, we have a child, and he he needs you. So, during that time, I was in a deep... It was bad. It was real bad. I didn't go anywhere. I didn't talk to anybody. I went to the doctor. I took my meds. I laid in the bed. I didn't work. I cried. Like, I made it... I'm not going to say I made it hard on my family, but... I put my family in a very compromising situation because I was just so depressed all the time. Um, physically, what it what else did it do for your body? I know you said um, like you had to take medicine and you basically just and you lost a lot of weight. Mm-hmm. But did you have any other issues? Like, cause like depression is also you were in a stressful state too right like Mm -hmm. your blood pressure I'm sure was my blood pressure um I had preeclampsia when I had my son so my blood pressure has always been high but it was 
extra high during this time. Like, I'm just now able to have a regular blood pressure and I don't have to take my my blood pressure medicine every day. Um, I just went to the doctor because I also have autoimmune disease. So that stress put more on my body with the autoimmune disease and my whole body was just like in pain every day. So on top of the anxiety and depression, depressants and the blood pressure medicine, I was also taking pain medicine. So it was like I was just like a zombie all the time. Like when my friends would call, they'd be like, what you doing? And I'd be like, now y'all know I'm asleep. Or I'll text them and then the next minute I'm asleep because I was taking so much medication. Like my husband was doing everything for my son. Like, And my son realized like, Mommy is not well. And I think that's kind of what made me snap out of it. Like, I started going back to church, and I was trying to be social, but it just, nothing was working for me. I was just so sad. Like, literally, I felt heartbreak. And then one day, I guess God was just like, him and my dad decided, like, it's time, like, Something came, I can't remember what it was, but I can't remember if I had a dream, if God said something to me, or if it was a ladybug or a butterfly. But something happened one day, and it was really sunny, and I just remember, like, I felt, it just felt like something just left me, like, but it was a good thing, like, I felt like something just, like a weight. Like, yeah, like. I had woke up like I was in this bad dream and then I just woke up all of a sudden Mm -hmm. and then it was just like I snapped out of it and I really realized like dad is not here but he's here because he's been him and God been like taking care of me this whole time like I have somewhere to stay I still have my car like I didn't have a job for a year so we were working with one income my baby wasn't lacking for anything so, you know, what? what is, you have more than a lot of people have. I know you want your dad, but you still have you. Like, you got other stuff to live for. You can do stuff. You can get it. You can be social. You can still grieve, but I need you to get back to yourself. It's like what I heard. Mm-hmm. So, basically, it was like, you still got purpose. You can't just, your dad fulfilled his purpose. And it was this time God called him home, but you still have your purpose to fulfill. Right. And everything and still grieve. Um, so after, like, you woke up and, you know, it was like that weight lifted mm-hmm. and you just realized that, how did you feel? Like, describe that. It was like, I was happy um, because it was just like all of a sudden I just had this glow. Like, I don't know. I really can't explain it, but I felt happy. Mm-hmm. Like how the sun always shines, like not always shines, but like how it's sunny mm-hmm. is how I feel on the inside. Like you said, you you hit the nail on the head when you said my dad fulfilled his purpose. And now like. My dad always wanted a boy, but he had three girls. Um, I ended up meeting 
two young ladies. Um, one lives in Atlanta and one lives in California. The young lady who lives in California, her name is Jade, and she had lost her mom February of this year. Mm-hmm. And Tamika, she, she lives in Atlanta. Um, but it was like we all clicked. And when they saw how down I was, they were like, you're more than that. You know, like, even though I had friends and support, like, you were always there. Everybody here was always for me. It took other people who only saw me from the outside. Mm-hmm. Who just met Who you. just yes. met me to make me be like, you're beautiful. You're smart. You are a good person. Yeah, your dad loved you, but you got to get up. You got to get back to yourself. Like, you have, you're only 33 years old. Mm -hmm. You know, like, it took someone who didn't know me to really push me. Like, they pushed me to go back to work. Mm -hmm. When I have anxiety attacks, they like, okay, it's okay to have an anxiety attack. But when you get done crying... Go back to work. Mm-hmm. You know, like, have your moment, but still press. And at first, I used to kind of get upset with them because I'm like, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't have it. But Jade is like, you know, my mom, she passed. And I had a baby right before she passed. So I'm dealing with a newborn, a new job, and taking care of my brother. Mm-hmm. And I break down, but I'm still pressing. And I kind of took it as, like, everybody grieves differently. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. I was like, you know what? She probably is right. Like, she probably didn't mean to say it how she said it. Right. But I knew what she meant. So it took, like, when I went to go visit them and met them in person, they really, like, helped me through, like, those. I give them a whole lot of credit for helping me. Because I tell them all the time, like, y'all really pushed me to realize my dad wouldn't want me to be sad. Like, they like, was your dad a sad person? No. Did your dad work? Yes. If your dad was sick, did he press through? Yes. Did your dad take care of his family? Yes. You say you just like your daddy, right? You know, like, and I'm like, I am like my dad. I'm just like my dad. My mom tells me all the time. So once I realized those things, it just made me feel happy to know, like, he was my dad. And I'm still his legacy. Like, I'm living on, like, doing stuff that my dad would do. My dad loved to travel. I started traveling more. Yeah. My dad liked to host gatherings and be social. I started hosting and participating in stuff where I could be social. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just like, I feel like my dad is inside of me, like his spirit, not like him controlling me or that I am my dad, but I feel like he's the one along with God that's really like, all right, you, you doing good. Mm-hmm. You doing, you doing better. Like I still get sad. Like lately I've been sleeping with the pillow that you gave me mm-hmm. of him. At first, I put it away because I couldn't look at it. it. So for y'all listening, I got her a pillow. Um, I try to get personalized gifts for people that I would like. So I got her a pillow with her dad, her favorite pictures of her and her dad on it. 
and like forever in our hearts i think is on mm-hmm. it um and his name is on it and his name yep so um she cried when i gave it to her <laughs> um, but i was sad then like it yeah was it was a, it was a hurt cry then yeah yeah but now i sleep with it uh I, well lately i've been sleeping with it um and i think it's because i'm at peace mm-hmm. with him watching over me from like i explained it to my son your papa is an angel but you know how superheroes save the world and they have these infinite powers that you can't get on earth and he's like yeah and i'm like you know god has given papa those powers so he can always keep us safe Mm-hmm. He can always he can do stuff for us that he could never do for us on earth. So he could do more stuff for us where he is mm-hmm. than when he was here. Right. And so when I started telling myself those same things that I was telling my son, I was like, you got to start listening to yourself because that applies to you, too. Right. So I've gone back to work. Um Not coincidentally, but my principal... His mother passed October 2021. Wow. So when I told them I hadn't worked in almost two and a half years because of grief, he was like, I understand. I told them that I do take, I, I do still take two medicines. So I'm down from six to two. Okay. Improvement. Improvement. Um, I still see my therapist. It was every month, but now it's every three months. Okay. Um... So now that they, and they know I take the pain medicine still for the autoimmune disease, but it's not as bad as it was because the stress has been just lifted off of me now that I've accepted everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. And my therapist tells me all the time, do what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm being comfortable with saying no. Like if somebody invite me somewhere and I'm just really tired, Mm-hmm. I'd be like, you know, thank you for the invite, but I'm just really tired. Like, I'm comfortable in saying what the truth is now instead of being like, because when I was depressed, I would always be like, oh, you know, I can't come. I got Jaden. Or, you know, I can't come because I got endometriosis and I'm cramping real bad. Mm-hmm. But now, like, I'm just truthful with everything and very transparent. If I don't want to do something, I just won't. But if I do, Every day I get up, I go to work, I have my moment. They can tell at work when I have my moments. They're like, go take your break and come right. back. Right. But my principal and my um, coworkers, they're very supportive. And they actually um, celebrated my first milestone. They was like, you got through your first nine weeks of school and you only had, you only missed one day because of anxiety attack. Right. Out of nine weeks. And that was like for somebody who hasn't worked because of grief and anxiety, that's a big deal. Right. And that's Mm -hmm. really, I'm proud of you. Thank you. So So, I'm excited about that. Any tips that you have for anyone dealing with grief? I would just say. From your own experience, I guess. From my own experience, I took it really hard because. My dad and I were really close, mm-hmm. but I'm sure everyone's close with their parents or whether it's their, like, if it was my mom, I would probably be the same way. Right. 
But my mom and my dad were friends. And so she's been a big support system. I say, make sure you have someone who can pray and intercede for you. Mm-hmm. Um, like genuinely, you can't let everybody pray. do that. Yeah. And you were that person for me. Like I never asked anyone else besides you to pray for me because... I just trusted you that much with what was going on. I'm going to cry. Um, have a prayer warrior. Have a genuine support person. Like someone who tells you it's okay for you to grieve how you want to grieve. But also you need somebody who's going to tell you, yeah, you can grieve, but I need you to press. Yeah. Because it's going to be times when you're not going to want to do anything and you're not going to want to hear what's right. Like, you're not going to want to hear that. So mm-hmm. you need somebody to be like, it's okay that you don't want to hear that today. But you still need somebody that's going to be like, all right, that's enough. Get it together. It's time to collect, collect your, your life. life. <laughs> yes, collect your life. Um, and I would say... Take your time and do things at your own pace. Like, Mm -hmm. um, don't try to rush the process. And don't be embarrassed about the process. Um, Mm -hmm. I was embarrassed because of some of the things I said. Like like I said, pertaining to potentially wanting to harm myself and stuff like that. But don't be embarrassed. You have to be transparent or you won't have anyone to understand you right and understand that people are gonna say things they mean well but they don't know that it's a trigger for you yes so you have to try to have tough skin and if it hurts your feelings in the moment be like excuse me yeah (laughs) tell them like i need a moment you Mm -hmm. know like it's okay you can say without being rude Mm -hmm. but just Go through your process however you need to go through it. Mm -hmm. If you want to visit their grave every day, by all means, visit their grave every day. Mm -hmm. Me, personally, when I talked to my therapist, she was like, if that's not something you want to do, don't do it and don't let anyone make you feel bad about it. Right. So, if you have a strong faith, I say, hold on to that because without God... I really be like, God and my daddy up there really doing something because I feel really good. Um, Even though I haven't been to church in a few and I started, like I was back at church consistently. This is part of my process. Like, Like I said, it's not that I'm mad at God. I just, right now I'm in a position with him where I'm just trying to figure out like, I guess I could be transparent with God because he's my homeboy. But I'm just trying to accept that he has my dad still. I've accepted that my dad has passed away, but I'm still accepting that, yeah, he's with God, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's kind of like church is a trigger for me right now. Yeah. So I may watch it, but as far as like going... Being there. Being there, it's like it'll make me sad instead of me being where I am now but I'm not over it I'm still going through the process but I have made uh, progress so you just gotta have people in your corner and you can't tell everybody everything 
Yeah. That's the last thing. You cannot tell everybody everything. Definitely not. Get you those. You write it down solid in a journal. People. Two solid people. Three solid people. But you can't tell everybody your story. Yeah. It's not meant for everybody and it won't help you through the process. But the main thing is just don't be embarrassed because death is not anything to be embarrassed about. And if you're triggered, something triggers you, just walk be away like, from yep, it. just walk away. I also think, too, that boundary, like keeping those boundaries is important, too, from people and just making sure that you understand grief. I don't think it ever goes away. Like, mm-hmm. and I really, you know, you just learn to live with it and everything. And I guess whenever we, when it's our time to go, we'll be, you know, reunited with our loved ones. So that's the focal point, making sure that I'm doing what God has me to do so I can know I can see my dad again. Um, but like you said, your his legacy lives through you. Like you gotta continue your dad's legacy and continue to be um what he raised you to be and also knowing that God is your father too. Mm-hmm. The heavenly father, the main one that has you all always and he chose your dad to be your dad. Like right. it's like you know, um, I say that all the time. I'm like, God blessed me with a really great, like, I had more than that. I had a father. Yeah, because a lot of people don't have that. And so mm-hmm. I know for us being daddy's girls, like, losing them was the hardest thing because it's like my father, you know, like, in the Bible, like, how a father was, that's how my dad like, yep. he really showed, like, how God is to us. Like, the unconditional love and everything. And, like, me and my mom, that's my girl. Like, I talked to multiple Best times Best friend. Today. But <laughs> my daddy, like, he could kind of balance my mama out, you know. But being a daddy's girl and everything and knowing, like, um, that my dad, his main thing was living right and trying to see Jesus and everything like that. So just all the values he instilled in me and trying to continue his legacy and be the best that I could be trying to make him proud. Yep. So that's basically... And that's my thing. Like, you know, my dad was a, a kind person. He loved people. Um, Nobody was a stranger to him. And he treated, he prided himself on treating people right. And so that's what I... When I go to work every day, that's what I think about. I treat people right because that's the main thing my dad did. He worked hard, he took care of his family, and he treated people right. And so I just, like I say, it, I'm married, so my last name is Johnson, but it's Scott forever because that Scott legacy is, you know, I named my son, he has two first names, Jaden Scott. And that was because my dad never had any boys. And I said, once my dad is no longer here anymore, I still want that Scott name to live on. And sure enough, 
My son acts just like my dad. He walks like him. He looks like him. He's, his mannerisms, everything. But every day, I just, like you said, strive to be better because that's what my dad did every day. Even though he was declining, he was still pushing. Like in his final days, like he held on until he couldn't hold on no more. Like literally. But he fought and I realized that's what I got to do. I got to fight until it's my time, like you said, and I meet my dad again. That's what keeps me going, knowing that I will see him again. And once I see him again, he's going to tell me, I'm proud of you. Because he used to tell me that all the time. And to do this podcast without crying, that's actually another milestone because I could not talk about my dad without crying. But now I can talk about my dad and I smile. Like, you see, I'm smiling because I'm so happy. Like, I know my daddy got me. He got my back. So, yes. And I appreciate you coming and being brave and correct, courageous, uh, everything to talk about your journey. Because a lot of people, you know, it's kind of hard and difficult, especially because I, I was with you. So, I know mm-hmm. how it was and I know everything so i'm so proud of you uh for being brave of like and everything and hopefully this podcast helps somebody who's dealing with grief or trying to overcome it or going through it and just know that your journey is your journey and know that you know grieving it gets better yeah because grieving for marisha was different for me like she she lost her dad in April 2021. I lost mine in August of 2021. And so our paths were totally different. But like you never stopped. You kept going. If I didn't, I was going to break. <laughs> and I was like, friend, how can you do that? Like, I was so sad. I was like, and I know how much you loved your dad. I'm like, yeah. and I used to tell you all the time, like, you're way stronger than me. But seeing other people's journeys and hearing other people's journeys, it's like, if they can do it, yeah, you can definitely do it. So I've had a lot of people, not a lot of people, but I've had a few people like you. I watched your journey. You and Jay, y'all both were the same. Y'all never stopped. Mm-hmm. She lost her mom. She was like, if I stop, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah. But for me, my whole world stopped. Yeah. Like everything stopped, and but I that did was the lose journey my mind. That, that yeah. God had you go through because it was a part of your testimony, so He right. could get the glory and show. Like it's the same with with mine. If I didn't stop, it was. I mean, if I stopped, like literally, I would have snapped probably more than likely, and like I still feel like I'm a little crazy, but um, <laughs> not a little okay. crazy. I can be, um, uh, but I feel like it was. If I had stopped, it wouldn't have been good for me or my child. Mm-hmm. So I had to keep going. Uh, but that's me. Like you, are, you have to know yourself. So mm-hmm. like if you're grieving and you see somebody else keep going, but that's not your journey, don't feel like you're not doing correct. Correct. Right. So like right. it's the journey that God has you on. Just make sure you surround, like we said, surround yourself with with those two to three good friends and prayer and go to therapy if you it's nothing wrong with therapy at all i'm telling you therapy they hand in hand, hand, hand. Like, go go 
and it's definitely good. So hopefully this podcast helps someone and helps someone to know that they can overcome grief or journey through overcoming because like we're still overcoming it. It's not I'm like, still grieving, absolutely, right. but it's in a different light. Like I'm grieving at first uh I, I was grieving the physical loss. But now I'm grieving him actually, like, I'm going through the grievance process of acceptance. Mm-hmm. So now it's, I know that he's gone. I've accepted that he's passed away. Now how am I going to move forward is where I'm at now. And because I have those few friends, they like, come on, we're going to travel. We plan this trip. Your dad like to travel? Let's go. Where haven't you been? That's the one person. I got my mom. When I call her, I'm like, I just want my dad. She like, I know. And that's all she say. I text you and be like, friend, I'm having one of those days. Can you just pray for me? And sometimes I'll just open Psalms and read the book of Psalms and I'll just sit. Sometimes I just cry and just get it out. And then I go and, and like nothing ever happened. Yeah. But now I'm um overcoming grief. Like I said, I'm still grieving, but I'm overcoming it to where I can function. So that's the stage I'm at now. I'm mm-hmm. functioning while grieving. Right. Um, and that's that's a good place to be at. Yeah. To be able to function while grieving. Because you're in a healthy state. Right. Yeah. And so that's important. If anybody has any questions or wants to know more about my story or you just have questions about grief, you can reach out to me on Facebook. Um, Janessa will tag me because my students tried to find me, so I had to change my name on Facebook. Listen, <laughs> I understand, but I'm open to people texting me, messaging me. Um, if you want to talk over the phone, like if you just have a quick question, like how did you do this this day? Mm-hmm. Um, we're here for you. I'm other. here for for you, and I hope that. Hearing me go from withering away, like literally almost killing myself with depression. And now how you hear me, I'm back alive. I hope that that gives someone else hope that may be going through yeah, the for same sure. thing. Well, I appreciate you coming and joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. And it was a blast. Again, we will put... Um, if you follow us on Facebook and um, Instagram, we'll tag uh, Marisha in there. So you can, you know, um, if you need to reach out to somebody or just reach out to me because we all go through it either way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're all overcoming some type of grief. It may not be a loss of a person, um, but it could be a loss of a job or a dream or something that you're grieving. So um, I pray that um, you get the help that you need and you're able to do it in a healthy way um, because that's the key thing. So this is all for episode 12 and thank you for joining us. Hello.